Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Cable of Summerton, Philadelphia, and we continue here with our special Get Ready for Shavuos, Limud, Maharal, and Kabbalah's Hatoira. And uh, as we said yesterday, we're doing a specific perek from Tiferes Yisrael, which is the work that the Maharal dedicates to the whole topic of Torah. And Chavav, Perek Chavav, he's talking about why the Torah specifically was given in a desert, in the Midbar. We saw one idea yesterday. He told us that Torah is divine. Torah is, 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 is um, coming from a Hechera, a Hechera place, a higher source, a higher place. And as such, where it's going to be grounded, where it's going to come down into this world, to be a place which is removed from the world of, of, of Gashmi. Torah is Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's essence, so to speak, captured in a physical form, materialized and manifest in a physical world, but it, it is something that is coming from a place which is the opposite of physical. It has to be in that, given the bridge to bring that into this world of the physical, of the corporeal, has to be that place which is as removed as possible from the physical and the corporeal, which is the desert. Any other place is teeming with life, and that's, we saw a very interesting take, says the Maral, that's the Pshat in the Medrash, where the Medrash says that the, the, the uh, dignitary came to present himself to his, his, his uh, subjects, he arrives in the city, certain city, the city flees, that's the idea of Hayam Ra'avayonos, the, the oceans and the rivers flee before God, because when Yibayashim is coming to reveal himself, these are places that are teeming with life. Life, variety down here, is the absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's all that, that's, that, 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 that's what makes this world as physical as possible, the fact that it spawns life, sprouts life, gives rise to life, and the desert is the very opposite of that. desert is not Misnaget HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the, we're going to have a place to bridge that gap, to bring the Rebanshim's Chachmah. And this world has to be the place which is the closest and most suitable for bridging that gap, the gap between these two polar opposites which the Rebanshim, which is called Kulay Ruchni, giving the Torah which is called Kulay Sichli, in a world which is entirely Gashmi. Now we're going to see, Ramachal is going to build and share with us another idea, building off of the first idea, related to the first idea, but an interesting new wrinkle and a, a nuance over here. And we are on uh, page Test in the standard edition of the Maharal. Right-hand column towards the bottom of the column, he begins a new parag- paragraph. Uva Medrash Oid, Medrash says like this, Through three mediums was the Torah given. The Torah is given through three mediums. Desert, fire, and water. Says the Medrash, the Lushan of a Medrash, the Lushan of Chazal, Chazal giving us some kind of observation insight over here. Terror is given through three mediums. Those three mediums are desert, fire, and water. By Midbar, through desert, Midbar Sinai. That's pretty straightforward. The Pasuk over there. Kleiso arrived in Midbar Sinai. That's, this is the Torah being given through a desert. Ba'ish, where is the Torah given through fire, through the medium of fire? Dichsiv. Far Sinai, Oshan Hashem Ba'ish. Har Sinai was, was uh, entirely aflame, was. It was it was bellowing smoke, for the glory of God descended on the mountain with in fire. So fire is also a medium through which the Torah is given. And finally, b'mayim Torah is given through the medium of water. The clouds are dripping water. That's the capital on Tehillim that talks about Ma'an um, Torah. Um, uh, There's a whole chapter in Tehillim dedicated to this, and there in the descriptions of the 
a spectacle, the event of Matan Torah, it says, Gam Avim Natumayim, the clouds are dripping water. Or dripping water. So water is also one of the mediums through which Torah is given. So it says the Medrash. What's the lesson? What's the limud? What's the, the significance of the Torah being given through these three mediums? Midbar, Eish, and Maim, the desert, fire, and water. Just like these three items are free, meaning somebody wants dirt, you can find dirt um, that no one's going to charge him for. Someone wants water, you can find water that no one can charge you for. Go to a river, scoop water, there's, there's, there's water a plenty to be had that people can't charge you for. Somebody wants fire. Again, no one can charge you for fire. You don't get a fire bill every month. You get a gas bill, maybe, an electric bill, but nobody, a coal bill. Um, nobody, nobody gets a fire bill. Fire is free. So, just as these three mediums are free in the world, these three resources, so too, Torah comes at, uh, free of charge to the world. Laylam here doesn't mean forever, it means to the world. Torah is given to the world free of charge. Um, Free of charge. Kazer Torah is munach bekeren zavis, as we say. It's sitting, lying, waiting in the corner for anyone to come and grab it. Atkan, these are the words of the Medrash. So it's an interesting Medrash, a little bit of a cryptic Medrash, and something is afoot in this Medrash that the Torah is given to three mediums, three distinct mediums desert, fire, and water. Yeah, on the surface, the Medrash is saying it's because these three mediums are free. So the Torah is also free, but the, what the Maral smells over here, Maral smells is that there's got to be more to the fact that these things are free. Lots of things are free. Lots of things are free, you know? And, A, lots of things are free. Why, why these three specifically? Vasep is these three specifically? And why three? You know, you want to make a lesson. Torah is given free of charge. And that's why it's given with this medium. So one medium is sufficient. Torah is given through a desert. Desert free of charge. Gavaldic. Now that we see the Torah is also given free of charge. Why need three different mediums that are all free of charge? So this is the Maral Shmeks over here. Shmeks ice that um, that uh, that something is afoot over here. Something is is up with this magic and needs to be further analyzed. And that's what the Maral is about to do. What's the significance of the desert, the fire, and the water? What does it mean the Torah is given through these three mediums? And let's see what the Maral is going to do. So he's going to build off of the desert var from yesterday. He's going to take a step further by linking it to fire and water. Ubir inyan ze. Shat behind this medrash is as follows. Ki roisha tinosin It's appropriate, says the Maral, appropriate for the Torah to be given through these, through these three. The Torah, Mara is going to say an idea here which, which I think needs to be digested, needs to be understood, needs to be dissected maybe. It says an idea that we, we have to like try to like, like peel this idea apart layer by layer and, and really understand what the Mara is expressing, sharing with us. He says, Torah is not misyacheses la'adam. Torah doesn't relate to man. Ki adam bal geshem, a person is also corporeal, person is physical. Torah is intellectual, mental, spiritual. Torah is sikhlis, and a person is a balgashem. A person is material, physical, earthly. And Torah is sikhlis. Therefore, the Torah doesn't have a real relationship, doesn't really relate to a person. It is distanced from 
from a person, even the, the greatest person, a person in his greatest stature, and it is separate from a, a person. The Torah is distanced and separated out from a person. It doesn't have a real Hesiaxis from a person. Now, this is, this, is, this, is, this is an idea that's hard to wrap our heads around this because we're used to always hearing the opposite. That, what do you mean? That, 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 um, that, that we are built in such a way to embrace the Torah. We're built to be receptive to the Torah. We're built to be a clique for Torah. We had ideas like this in the Ramchal, and Derech Hashem. The person is designed and, and, and built to be a kli kibul, a, a kli that can be makabal Torah. The Maral is now saying, the opposite. He's saying that a, a person, it, the, the Torah is not misyacheses to a person. The Torah, the Torah is not really shayach to a person. The Torah is not really um, something that relates directly to a person. It's removed from a person is higher than a person, raised above a person. How do we understand this? What's the Maral saying? And how does this work with, you know, again, the well-known idea that um, we're naturally designed to be a clique, a receptacle, a vessel, just to be filled up with the Torah. Uh, the other idea we could famously invoke, um, it seems to go against the Maimur Chazal, we hear often quoted, right? The Yerushalayim looks at the Torah and created the world. Um, the world means this world. It means the physical world. It means a, it means an earthly world. An earthly earth, a worldly world. Um, the Maral is saying, no, the Torah doesn't really have any hisyaxis. It doesn't really have any natural bearing or kesher relationship with, 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 with the physicality, with the physical world. Again, that seems to go against what we normally hear, how we normally think. And he's going to start, he's going to bring this now over to... Um, to, to the, that medrash, let's just see a few more lines just to complicate things further. That's why the Torah is given through these three mediums according to the medrash. Midbar, Eishamayim, through the desert, fire, and water. He called These are Hefker. Now again, L'Oilam here doesn't mean forever, it means for the world, to the world, for anyone that wants it. They're Hefker. There's three mediums that don't have any Relationship with any particular person don't have any, any, any intrinsic, inherent link with anyone. Anything that's shared with anyone, any commonality with a person, because they're just lying and waiting for anyone to come grab them. Anything that's not inherently mine, intrinsically mine, is separated from me. What's what's inherently mine is you know my, my appendages, my body parts. That you know this this definitely belongs to me. My hands, my arms, my legs, my Fingers and toes, my nose. No. No one's going to try to come and take my nose away from me. And if they do, if they do, I'm not going to let them. It's my nose, my hands, my fingers. Um, that's misyachas to me. This is miyucha to me. That's not nivdal for me. But items that are lying and and, and, and my home, my possessions, those are miyucha to me. You try taking them away, that's called gezel. Something that's after is not miyucha to any particular person. doesn't have an intrinsic kasher, bond with any particular person. And um, those three mediums, therefore, the Midbar, Eish, and Mayim, which are Hefker, Be'etzim, uh, they are items which, which inherently don't belong to anyone, will be the right place to give the Torah. We'll see what those mediums that the Torah will be given through. The Gemara is going to give each one their own, their own connect because the Torah is not really misyachist to, to a person. It doesn't have an inherent 
bearing or connection to a person. So the maral, this is where he's going with this, and that's where he's going with this idea of these three items um, being the three items that Torah will be given through. And uh, the question is, question is, what does that mean? Again, what does that mean? We see the direction the maral is taking. We see where he's going. What does that mean that the Torah doesn't have any link with the person, doesn't have any relationship with the person, is, is nivdal, is separate from me, separate from, from the world, separated from earthliness, um, don't we always hear the opposite? The Rebbeim looked in the Torah and used the Torah to create the world. A person is a clique evil. We're here to call at my Marna. And I'm here that the Torah should resonate within the Boehner, within my flesh and blood. I should become a chefts of Torah. The Maral seems to be saying the opposite idea. So what does the Maral mean with this? What does it mean it's not Messiah Chesas? So it means like this. A very, very deep idea going on in the Maral. Beautiful idea to indeed wrap our heads around and get our heads inside of going into Shavuos. Going to where on now our final approach to last week, Mamish to last week, uh, uh, approaching Shavuos. This is the beginning today, is the final seven day approach. Uh, before we stand next week by Harsina and make our personal Kabbalah Satoiro. It's a very deep and fundamental idea going on over here. And it goes like this. We have to understand that um, fun, there is a fundamental difference between the Torah and every other form of governance, law, philosophy, ideology, theology. Cosmology. Whatever it is that's out there, there's a fundamental difference between Torah and all other laws. And this is something that scholars like to disagree with and and, and make a point of disagreeing with in a vehement way, in an adamant way, in a stubborn way, um, comparing the Mosaic law to things like the Code of Hammurabi and... and... Um, what? And... Um, other ancient texts and look at the story in the Torah of the Great Flood and how that compares to the, the account of the... Um, that was the uh, hmm, what's that again? Homer? Not Homer. No. No. What is the name of that? It's some an old, old, uh, old English thing that you study in high school. The Odyssey? Not the Odyssey. I don't remember right now. I remember the name of one of the people in it. There's a guy in it, um, Utnapishtim. Utnapishtim. There's a cant of the story of the Great Flood over there also. Mm. Uh, uh. Don't Google it right now. No, we'll Google it later. Anyway, so whatever. It was one of these old, old English things that's like, you know, that, that was given over and then written down at a certain time. Good. All right. There's the Code of Hammurabi and all these other things. And, and yeah, the scholars like to do that. Let's compare how Mosaic Law looks at this and compare, let's say, Mosaic Law to Western Law, right? And, and Western law it does recognize, uh, you know, the, the American law recognizes the Bezdin as an authority. In fact, if someone gets a sack from a Bezdin, 
American law, to a certain degree, recognizes that. Like, we already got a, a ruling from a Jewish court of law. It's, it's, it's such a concept, you know, there's Jewish law, a Jewish court of law, a secular court of law. And, um, yeah, yeah, and, and sometimes even without, uh, with, with us accepting, accepting, you know, we, we're from, Bar Hashem, we're from, and, and we certainly accept the divine origin of the Torah. We, de- we believe, you know, the, the, we certainly believe this. We don't have issues with that. The Torah comes from Hashem. But we can also be lulled into this mindset of, you know, the Torah is a, another set of rules. It's a divine one, and therefore it's the best one, and it's the highest one. But we could, without realizing, maybe we do do this without realizing it, like kind of in our minds, categorize it um, categorize it together with with uh, certain package in our minds. You know, mentally we file information away. We categorize group information in a certain way, right? That's how our brains generally work. Um, I find I do this a lot when when, uh, when you know I'm in a rush. I tell my kids to put something away, and I want them to take something out of the fridge. I say sometimes I'll say take it out of the oven. I see that I do that. So I put something in the oven. I'll say put it in the fridge. No, you don't, you don't put the chicken in the fridge. Chicken has to be in there, right? I do that. I, I mix up fridge and oven sometimes. Vice versa, you know, my, so there's an area in my head somewhere that has appliances all packaged together, right? Sometimes the wrong appliance gets, like, fished out of there. I'll say the oven instead of fridge, fridge instead of, fridge instead of oven. Um, you know, so you have appliances all grouped together in the one area in your brain. All right? What, what goes into that package? You have your oven, you have your toaster oven, your microwave, fridge, if you're a bacher, you have the windowsill right outside the window during the winter time, right? That's, that's another appliance. The heater, the, the radiator, that's right, the radiator, correct? It's a cooking appliance for a bacher. So in our minds, in our minds, um, in our minds, the Torah may be, again, the Torah is, there's the halachas, and rules and laws, and, you know, there's Bezdin, which issues rulings, and then there's also, you know, how American law looks at things, and how Islamic law looks at things, and how excuse me, the Code of Hammurabi looks at things even with accept, uh, accepting it as divine law. But it's easy to make that, like, that categorization. What, what the Maral is saying is that it's not the case. It's not the case. The Torah, even as a system of law and as a system of principles and values in Ashkafas, is fundamentally different than all the other systems of law at out there, and let's 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 appreciate. Let's 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 let's, let's um, try to process and appreciate this. Going into Shabbos, going into the mikveh today. Every other code of law, okay. Every other code of law, be it American law, be it the Constitution of the United States of America, be it be it the. Um, the um, Sharia law that the, the Muslims use, be it um, what do they call? We don't have any Russians present at the table right now, but uh, whatever whatever the system of governance is that they use in in the former Soviet Union and in the um, the 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 newly reformed Soviet Union, whatever they use over there, right? Every country has a constitution has a system of law, a system of judgment. Religions have this also, you know, the, the religious rules, the religious judgments, and, 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 and uh, countries also have monetary rules and laws and systems of judgment and adjudication. Every system of law out there, the United States Constitution, let's use that as a good marshal. 
and there's a lot going on in the Constitution. The Constitution, the, the subcategories of the Constitution are federal laws, state laws, civic laws, because the Constitution mandates that there have to be, you know, that the, the, the states have to make their own rules and laws, and, and, and the federal government makes their own rules and laws, etc., right? There's all chalik, seif cottons of the Constitution. What's the vort? What's the vort behind the scenes with the Constitution? What's the vort of the Constitution? The Constitution works reasonably well. It's lasted a while, right? Works reasonably well. What's the vort behind the Constitution of the United States of America and anything else like that? Creates federal law, state law, laws. The vort is like this. The vort is you have a bunch of people, and these people want to have, they're, they're, they're sane enough, they're sane enough, because we're going back almost 250 years, so they're sane enough that they know they want to have a system of governance that's going to be sustainable, that's going to be self-perpetuating, that's going to be able to work for this country and allow this country to thrive and develop and prosper. So we need a system of governance, of law and order, to, to work with this brave band of 13 colonies that are getting together to form a country to allow it to work. So they sat down, the founding fathers, they had, they had a whole bunch of chaburs and kvutsas, they were dining, a lot of shakotaria, and they, they, they put together a whole, a whole mahalach, they put together a whole matzif. But the vert behind this is, it's being done, guided and shaped by the needs of the, of the population by the needs of the population, the dynamics and the cheshbonus of the populace. There's a band of people living in this country and we have to take into account all their needs and all their, all their strengths and weaknesses and, and political things and, and how people work in the country that we're in, how this country works and the country now and the country, what it might look like down the road in the future and taking all that into, the, into account, how people work and how people function, how this country works and how this country functions now and how it should it function down the road, all that being taken into account, let's figure out a good system, how to work with that, how to guide that, how to shape that, and how to run that, how to run the system we see down here. Every code of law is like this. Every system, even the religious ones, because we obviously know that any other quote-unquote religious is not of divine origin, as people inventing it, claiming it for it to be of divine origin. But again, they're trying to come up with a system that, that, that will be sustainable. You know, Kota Hammurabi, they were hoping, I guess, for that to be sustainable. I don't know how many Hammurabians there are anymore. Don't Google that now either. How many Hammurabians there are. But the, there was a code of Hammurabi. Um, ancient Egypt had their rules. We, we see a little bit of those rules in the Torah itself, right? A little bit of rules from ancient Egypt come into the Torah. Uh, and the sad hashavah is that any society that creates a system of self-ordinance and governance is doing that from the outside in. Let's see who we're dealing with. Let's see the needs of our community. Let's see the needs of our country. And as and and how we need to govern them in the best way possible now and for the future. And based on that, let us devise a system of rules. Masha and King the Torah. The Torah is the one exception to this, and the Torah is unique. The Torah is not starting with the world. It's not starting with people. It's not starting with politics. It's not starting with the dynamics of human nature and culture and society and 
anthropology and all the all the pratim and chashbainas that go into how the world functions and all that being said now that we see how the world functions let's figure out the best way of of running the system ah well, the Torah is the best way. The Code of Hammurabi is pretty good, but it's only going to get you so far. The, the, the Constitution of the United States of America is amazing, but, you know, you see nowadays that that can also be, you know, that's, that's, that has its, has its uh, limitations. But the Torah is from the Rebbeinah Shalalem, the divine. That's the best. That's the best way of governing and, or, and, and, and running people. No, that's the wrong way of looking at it. And, and, and that's the point that the Maharal is coming to make over here. The Torah is the one system of rules and ordinances and guidelines, chukem and mishpatim, that are l'chatchila coming from above and coming from the inside out, not coming from the outside in. It's not the pshat. The Torah says, well, we know human nature, we know how people work, and we know what society needs, so let's give society the Torah. The Torah gets there before society. Torah gets there before society. It doesn't mean what we commonly think it to mean. And I know we talked about this in the past, but not during the Maral series on Kabbalah Satara. So we need to talk about this now in the Maral series on Kabbalah Satara. But this has come up, maybe maybe it's come up in Evan Shlema here and there. We say the Rebbe looked in the Torah and used the Torah to create the world. It doesn't mean the Torah is a blueprint for the world. It's... it's, it's um, it's uh, directions for life, a roadmap for life, a blueprint for the world. That's not what it means. That's not what the Torah is. When we say that the Torah is instructions for life, we're saying that life got there first. And you need instructions. Here's the instruction manual. When we say it's a blueprint for the world, we're saying that the world is the ikker and to, to make you know, the house, you know, the blueprint is the tuffle, the house is the ikker. I make a blueprint to be able to have a good house. Instructions for life. Life got there first, but here's the instruction manual. It's, it's pakert. Life is here because of the instructions. The Torah is the reason why there is life, not instructions for life. Torah is the source of life, meaning Rebbeinu wants to share Torah. Rebbeinu wants to give Torah. Rebbeinu wants to give chukim mishpatim tzadikim. Rebbeinu wants to give derelikim chayim. He wants to give something godly, something hoich, something beautiful, something amazing. To give it, he needs he needs he needs a place that it can be given. So he creates a place, a, 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 a medium, a vehicle within which he can give Torah. But the Torah got there first. The Torah got there first. No other set of rules, laws, ordinances out there can make this claim. Even the divine ones that may, first of all, the divine ones. I don't believe they are sophisticated enough to make this claim. Even even l'shita sam l'divrehem. The, the Christians and the Muslims who say, well, ours is also, the New Testament is also the divine origin and all the, the new laws, that's divine origin and repealing all the old laws, getting replacing the 613 with, um, you know, you don't have to do chariagnosis anymore, just just uh, hammer this piece of wood to your wall that has someone hammered to it and that's all you need to do anymore, right? Hamidan al-Achas, mamish Hamidan literally, al-Achas. So, uh, um, um, somebody got it, I, I, I believe. Really, Hamidan al Stein, right? Shasiv Erev. But, um, uh, but, um, 
even Lashitasam, I don't believe they make this claim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had laws he wanted to reveal, so he made a world to reveal his laws. I don't think they go that far because they're not sophisticated enough. I think they're still, there's a world, a society, and the, the loving, benevolent God has to come and help the society out. So here's, here's laws to help you out. That's instructions for life. That's, that's guidelines for life. Life is there first. So we, oh, you guys are getting out of control over there. You know, you started as microorganisms and amoeba, and now look, you became people that are killing each other and, and at each other's throats. Here is a loving law to have love. Here's love. Here's love. Right? If you're Christians, if you're, you know, Sharia law, here's, here's, here's mayhem, here's <laughs> conquer the world, here's make sure that no, there's, there's no one who's not like you out there. Okay, whatever we're ditching at, but I don't believe they make this claim, even the Shita some, that they're claiming as of divine origin, but again, it goes without saying that we know and believe, we, we know, we know, as a matter of truth, that none of the other systems anyway of divine origin, but they're, they're all working ex post facto. There's a world, it's built, it's chaotic, it's crazy. See, here's the best way of running that world. It's certainly the Constitution of the United States of America, that, that no, no one's claiming otherwise. It, it was from the founding fathers, they, they were religious people, spiritual people, but Avada, we have a society that has to be run and governed. Life got there first, society got there first, we have to run it, so here, let's customize our law to, to meet the needs of society. Society is there first. So it's very much attached to society, very much a part of society. Because I'm working with society. The Torah is the very opposite. What does that mean? It means the Torah is not there to meet the needs of society. It wasn't customized to work with society. Society is only here to be able to keep the Torah. Torah got there first. It's there before society. It's there before the world. It's the 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 chachmas haboyre it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu somehow manifested in physical form the law the chachma the wisdom and the seichel Hakadosh Baruch Hu and in order to allow that to be grounded will create society to keep the Torah that's what the Maharal means when it's not misyacheses el adam we're not starting with people and figuring out what people need people are here to meet the needs of the Torah wow what an unbelievable idea. What an amazing insight over here, an unbelievable idea. The Torah is not here to meet our needs and to let us thrive in the best way possible. We're here to meet the Torah's needs. We're here to be able to keep the Torah. That's what it means. It's not misyacheses Allah Adam. It wasn't designed to be customized to me. Fakert, I'm here to try to fulfill the Torah. And that's istakal baraisu amo. I want the Torah to be eiskafirt, to be to be eiskestelt in the best way possible, to be manifest in the best way possible. Okay, so I need to create a world in such a way that every aspect of the Torah can come out. Now, what does that mean? How does that stem with what we've seen earlier from the from the Ramchal that we're kalim receptacles to be encapsulated? It means this idea that the Torah got there first, so we need to have kalim miyuchadim. We have to have ways of, of being of man, manifesting the Torah, of, 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 of stelling ice the Torah, and stelling avek the Torah, so that's what it means, you're a kli, you're, you're there to, 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 to enable the Torah to be manifested and, and, and projected over here. That's what it means that you're a kli, but doesn't mean that the Torah looks at you and says, what are your needs? I'm going to take care of you in the best way possible. Fakert. We're here because the Torah needs to be nizgala. We hear because the Torah needs to be projected. That's what it means the Torah is not misyacheses ela adam. It got there first, it got there before us. We're here to embrace it. And this is a hush of a, a, enough idea. We'll, 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 we'll hit the pause button over here and the send button. We'll continue with this next week. We'll see now that the Maharal is going to plug that into these three mediums now. So the Midbar, Asian Mime, Desert, Fire, and Water, and each is going to give a different spin on this idea of the Torah 
being removed from me, and I, it's my job to em- embrace the Torah and to find the Torah. Okay, thank you all for joining. We have a lot to take into the mikvah this week, and everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Shabbos Mavarchim, getting ready for Chaydesh Sinai. The Kailas and Brachim are there on the horizon, Rabbi Yisai. Okay, it's our final approach to, to Nasev and Ishmael. Mitzvah Shem will make it an excellent one.